look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. I'm Faisal Carmelli, my co-host here, Dave Popovich. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, Faisal. How about you? Not bad, not bad. we got a good show today. Uh, we do. We're going to get an update on the current economic situation in Canada from the Director of Canadian Strategies at Russell Investments. We're also going to chat a little bit about private equity. Ooh. Yeah, that's been in the uh, in the news recently. Uh, it's been a growing area of interest for a lot of investors. Let's chat a little bit about that. What it means, what it can, uh, where it should be in your portfolio, and the kinds of uh, of funds, stra- um, sorry, uh, pensions, and so on and so forth that are using these kinds of yeah, strategies. Yeah, it's, it's right? something that's not being utilized in most average uh, investors' portfolios. It's it's been more of a institutional or a pension style like you mentioned so i'm really looking forward to that piece yeah okay um we've got a seminar coming up and we're going to try to make sense of what's uh, a very very noisy environment very confusing for a lot of people let's maybe just give our listeners a heads up because it's on a monday this time not a tuesday that's right so we're going to be discussing the economic backdrop and it's not looking promising when you think about all the trade issues that are going around nafta the g7 summit this weekend and so forth and and all the other issues that come up Profiting and protecting in this type of market and making sure you have cash flow so you have the income for life in your retirement. Uh, We're going to discuss that on Monday, June 18th, 7 p.m. at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seats. So give us a call at 966-8400. That's 966-8400 or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. Okay. What a week. Well, they're always interesting weeks these days. I have to tell you, um, it's an academic journey. (laughs) Every single week, trying to make sense of what's going on here. Um, let's just kind of, we often do this sort of the debrief uh, and talk a little bit about what clients are talking about, right? What are people, what's on their minds, right? The water cooler talk. Yeah, yeah. And I think we get lots of positive comments about that because it often is resonating with other people. Is there anything that was sort of burning a hole in your in your pocket, in your well, back pocket? Well, a trend I, I can saw? tell you what was happening in some of the offices, offices in, in downtown Calgary. They were talking about how we... Uh, we bombed and destroyed the White House in 1812. That was very interesting. Well, <laughs> President Trump seemed to be quite concerned about that, making us a strategic threat. I'm not sure he realized that it was really the British that did that, but that's okay. Yeah, we, We're we, just splitting yeah, hairs on that deal. Yeah, yeah, well, again, no one expects him to know the history of, <laughs> of what our country was going through. But that being said, it, it's very interesting, the, the ploy, the opportunities, the, the strategy that they're using about about security and they're making tariffs as the reason that's where the loophole is um trudeau had a very interesting response um not too many people are are getting confidence out of trudeau that they're going to be able to negotiate uh with uh with uh with trump administration and then the whole g7 meeting it's going to be very interesting to see well and you know what i find very interesting particularly with canada's is we weren't really the target um of a lot of the uh American president's tweets for a long time. Um, and I, I think in the U.S. administration, they felt that uh, Canada was probably going to be um, perhaps a little easier to negotiate with uh, as they would side with the U.S. against Mexico on you know some of these issues of wages and so on and so forth. And it hasn't turned out that way. And, and I think it's interesting to watch the nature of the tweets coming and sort of the president's 
attacks, I'll call them, on uh, on Prime Minister and on Canada. And I think it's frustration, right? We know that when President Trump doesn't get his way or he gets criticized, he, he gets frustrated, and that's the result of it. And I, and I think we're seeing that right now, right? I think the expectation was going to be Canada was going to be um, a little easier to negotiate with and just hasn't been. Well, yeah, and I think that's where um, the concerns start to come up. When you look at what's happening here in Canada, especially here in Alberta, pipeline issues Mm -hmm. we're not having massive growth in this province Um, we then see the nafta issues we're seeing all this stuff come up and it's it's becoming more of a concern for the average person not only in their portfolio but just the economic backdrop of where they live and i think it's very difficult for individuals to see past all this uh, on how a, a market like canada an economy like canada can can continue i'm i'm concerned I'm not um, I'm not pessimistic where I think we're we're done, but I think we're I'm concerned we don't have an aggressive administration provincially or federally that comes out and says, how are we going to compete and not just compete with what we have? But how are we going to bring in the new? Because there is um, people leaving this country to go down south for for businesses, for jobs. Remember, in the U.S., they have more jobs available than there are unemployed. That's right. Right. So there is opportunity. This was the same problem we had here in Alberta not too long ago. Let's call it 10, 12, 14 years ago, probably, where where um, where we had more jobs than people and people were coming in from provinces here to to take over those jobs. That's going to happen. That's happening in the United States, but it's a different skill level. It's not your your average person. It's it's the the skill level that they're looking for is higher. and, And and that drains out from our universities. It drains out for people who are experts here where they can get good income jobs and, and, a, and a lifestyle and a lower tax rate there, it's a concern. And I think that hasn't been addressed. We haven't had any member from either provincial or federal say, this is how Canada is going to compete. This is how we're going to stay on top. And that actually pulls through to the markets. That, that actually sure. says we have concerns if it's not going to grow. And just look at what the major banks and insurance companies are doing. They're trying to diversify their their portfolio by not focusing only on Canada, mm-hmm. by going globally, because mm-hmm. even they know that it's not Canada's not the be all end all at this point in time, and and no no member from government is stepping up to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you know, on, week on week here, the perhaps the rhetoric is changing. I'm not sure that the the story has necessarily changed at this point. There is certainly growing uncertainty. Markets are looking past that right now, Faisal. I think equity markets in particular, you're seeing a lot of volatility uh, still in the bond markets as it's trading around. But this, uh, the equity markets, I think, still are looking at this as a uh, trade dispute, as a negotiating tactic versus an all-out trade war at this particular point. Um, we do have to keep our eye on this, right? This is, I would say, of our economic dashboard, the area that we are most concerned about. One of them, yeah, for sure. Yeah, would be in inflation, and inflation could be triggered by trade wars and you know, so on and so forth. So this is an important issue, no question. Uh, but would you would you say any different? Would, uh, like markets right now are saying we're not going to react yet. We don't think this has become a global trade issue. What I find war. interesting about the market right now is normally the market will trade on rumor and sell on news. Yeah. Right now, we're not trading on rumor. Right. We're waiting for the news. And I think that's the difference. And mm. if, if the news becomes more negative than it is today, mm-hmm. if the, and, and trade war is a big word, I think if we start to see this tit for tat happening even more and it's escalating, yeah. yeah, you're going to surprise the market. Yeah. And I think that's a concern. And so when people say to me, 
um, you know, we shouldn't worry about this because the stock market's still moving ahead. That's what the stock market discounts at this point in time. And, and more importantly, it's not even the stock market. The bond market is discounting that. Yep. And the currency markets are discounting that. And so um, I, when you look at it, I look at the currency markets. They're a little bit ahead of the plan. They're mm -hmm. saying there's still some more risk mm -hmm. than what the bond market is saying. And the bond market saying there's a little bit more risk than what the stock market's saying. And that's why we're, we're you know, people are averagely focusing on on the stock market and not realize that there's other indicators out there that says the risk is increasing. It's not recession. Right. It's not full out trade war, but the risk is increasing. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be uh, due to the uncertainty. Okay. So uh, we'll be talking about, I think this story for uh, a little bit yet, that's not going to get um, resolved immediately. Anything else? I mean, uh, I was thinking about some of the trends and the conversations I was having, um, the, the concern, the fear that it raises that uncertainty around, you know, the cash flow, the consistency, the volatility that we're seeing. So let me talk about volatility for a minute because that, that has certainly come up in conversations. Last year, there were only uh, four days where we had you know more than a 1% move. There's been more than 15. On the U.S. market we're speaking of. Yeah, the U.S. Yeah. market, more than 15 yep. this year, and we're not even halfway through the year. So volatility's back. Is that bad? That's a great thing. Right, most people it's look a, at Ooh. Yeah, it scares people because they all, all they want is their stocks to go up. And so I get that. But you need volatility because if everything is going up, is it really that good? Is, is the, the global economy, those companies that good? The expectations continually rise. And, and I'll pick on one company, and I'm not saying they're a good or a bad company, but Dollarama on Thursday got hammered in the market because they didn't meet expectations. Right. And so when that happens you're going to get nailed. And so because they were doing so well for so, so, so such Since a Since the recession, it's been nothing but up for those up, guys. Correct. Last year was and you can no name, different. And you can name many stocks yeah. that have done this. It's that when they disappoint, they're going to get hammered. And if you're expecting even faster and higher growth, companies can't do that forever. So there is a point. Gravity does settle in. And this is part of the problem that we're seeing with the market is that as long as it's going up, keep feeding it. There's going to be a time when it turns around, and we have to be careful. Well, and, and here's the other here's the other issue: is uh, it's been a passive investment environment for a while, where money's been flowing into exchange traded yeah. funds. Yep. And and here's what people need to know about that: if you buy an exchange, you put a dollar into the SPY, the exchange traded fund um, for the U.S. S&P 500. Right? Yep. Um, a, a weighted amount goes into every single one of those stocks. So valuations on all of those 500 stocks have been pushed higher as more money has flown in because they automatically get purchased. you got to buy. That's not on fundamentals, though, yeah. right? So there is going to come a point uh, where the fundamentals just really don't support. Not all of those companies um, should be invested in at the same time. Correct. Right? At the same weight. And and so there's going to be there's going to be a day of reckoning when that uh, when that comes. So you've got to be careful on understanding the money flows and whatnot as well. So I find that that lack of volatility that we've had and that intra that that connection to ETFs very very interesting. Okay, we could go on forever, but we need to wrap up this segment. We've got a seminar coming up. Yep, it's on Monday, June eighteenth, seven p.m. at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine and Spirits. You need to reserve your seats. So give us a call nine six six eighty four hundred. That's nine six six eight four zero zero, or go to our website at morethanmoneyradio.com. We hinted how the Canadian economy is doing. Uh, we're going to talk in more depth about that. Stick around for that. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money.
David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.